Welcome to the Grow Your Solar Business Podcast by Prospect Bacon. Thanks for listening in today. I'm joined again by my co-host, Ryan, not Reynolds, Weber. Ryan, how are you doing? It would be much more expensive for Ryan Reynolds. It would. I'm free. Yes. <laughs> first time in Missouri. I'm, I'm over here visiting Josiah, so it's my first time... Uh, in this wonderful neck of the woods. It was great. We had lunch at a very nice... Uh, lovely med- lady. Lovely lady. Nice Mediterranean restaurant. Great food. Turkish food in a very small town, which is very surprising. Served by a non-Turkish woman. Non-Turkish, no. But she made some good hummus. Very good. The queen of hummus. So today we're going to talk about you know a little bit about the future of solar marketing what it's going to look like in 2023. Ryan, I know you'll have some thoughts and opinions. I also have some, but I I think for a lot of people, Q4 is the time they're thinking of planning, getting ahead, maybe thinking of, you know, what do I need to be investing in or thinking about or getting ready for next year for marketing my solar business. So um, I just figured we'd go ahead jump right in and talk about the future of solar marketing in 2023. Um, so to start, I wanted to start with a question, Ryan, and I, I think this is, this is interesting because this is something you work with our team on this all the time. And I, I don't really want to take this platform by platform, but I, I do think it has been interesting you know, we started in 2019, we were all text-based mm-hmm. Facebook ads. And then, you know, later on in 2020, we found YouTube. YouTube was really great to us. Um, YouTube's a little over half of our business right now. So we have kind of like these text-based ads on Facebook, these really kind of longer video ads mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um And then suddenly, you know, kind of this year, everybody's like, oh, it's shorts, it's Mm -hmm. reels, and with YouTube shorties and stuff. So I know you're a video guy through and through. Where do you see, do you think there will be a place kind of for the longer form ads, or do you think everybody's attention spans are just going to get shorter and shorter? So I I, I do think there's always going to be a place for those longer form video ads um, because they help build more rapport. So... Mm. The longer you can hold somebody's attention, the better. But what I'm seeing perform really, really well is the long form video ads that are actually like six or so short stories. Mm. So you can have each of them as their individual video separately that are going to be only maybe 15 to 15 seconds to a minute long. Yep. But together they compile a five minute video. Yeah. And so you can either show them separately, you can show them all in one video, but I'm seeing that work really good. Um, And really for 2023, like I see video continuing to take off, like it's still not at its peak. Everybody's going to be on video, it's going to continue evolving, but I think in 2023, people are, are getting more advanced in video and so yeah. the higher quality videos the larger productions are going to perform better unless 
your not as high quality, high budget videos are very attention grabbing. So you either got to hold attention really well, but if you can't, a really professional, very high end looking video, I think is going to start outperforming by a lot. The non. Yeah. I mean, getting on video is a lot easier than it used to be. I mean, look at me. I'm on video, right? It's amazing. <laughs> I made it here. You know, we're behind the curve. Um, but like, if you think about it, like three, four years ago, like there was nobody really doing cameras mm-hmm. and then, TikTok kind of forced a lot of these influencers and different people to get good. And then you get these micro influencers and niches like, you know, we're prospect bacon's considered an authority in solar, you know, and we happen to have a camera. And so we do that. And so it, it used to be kind of like really low effort to get in and be the best. And I, I think thanks to TikTok and reels and things like that, everybody's kind of gotten better and mm-hmm. figured it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's then like, you know, what's going, who's going to take the next steps? And, you know, if I even think back to our stuff, like, you know, our first YouTube ads were, you know, not the highest quality, was nice camera or an iPhone on a selfie stick. Mm-hmm. And then when we brought, you know, you here full time to Prospect Big and it was like, hey, how do we figure out how to take our video game to the next level? And that next level you know, was a medium level yeah. where we're shooting stuff, yeah. better gear, getting into some more mm-hmm. um, like longer high production style videos, shooting in higher resolutions. How do we get the right crops and cuts for each platform, whether that's YouTube shorts or Instagram or Facebook or wherever the heck we're putting that content. Yeah, I'm looking forward to continually evolving that because it's fun. Like when you're able to put something out that looks like a movie, mm. I mean, it, it makes you enjoy it a little bit more. So continuing to evolve, that's a lot of fun, but it also stands out. Yep. You know, when you see something like that versus, you know, an iPhone, it's like, man, these guys must really know what they're doing. Well, it's kind of nuts, right? Like you think back to uh, my wife, Taryn, and I just, we just watched Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. I love Lord of the Rings. It's just something I always have. And I was, I don't know, I started getting all these articles for old, like, how they made the old, like, Lord of the Rings. Did you actually know, fun fact, that there is some great uh, list of, like, the best movies created of all time by, mm. like, this board of film critics? And mm. the only film that has cracked that in this century was the first Lord of the Rings movie. Interesting. Kind of nuts. If you think of everything that was made. And they're saying the older stuff is still better. Well, that's what they're saying. But it's interesting. If you think about like kind of our attention spans, right? Like it was Lord of the Rings and they started production. I was just reading about this in like 1998. The movie was released like in fall of 2000. That's pretty Anyone. quick, honestly. I mean, I feel like it is. I feel it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, and if I you, mean, it's what a two-hour movie. I mean, extended is three and a half, four. Jeez, like that's a lot of work. And so, if you think of all the costumes and props and like the VFX, well, a, well, most of them weren't virtual. Really? Like, they did a lot of them. Manual, like all the sizing is like weird, like 
the thing is further from you and one actor is like huh like they did a lot of camera tricks and so like you had these movies right and like they're they were great they were awesome they were epic they won all the academy awards and then we're here like and then amazon is like hey we're gonna do this other story well how are we going to do it we're not going to do it in a three and a half hour long movie we're going to do it in tv show seasons because mm-hmm. we've had game of thrones we've had breaking bad mm-hmm. like we've gotten really used to seeing these things in episodic content mm-hmm. so i think it's really interesting thinking about you know how can we have these really short things that make up this really long thing mm-hmm. and so like some of the bigger video companies like we've seen chambers or um, uh, raindrop raindrop Rain, is it raindrop yeah raindrop yeah, raindrop make these ads that are like you know where you go you see one part of an ad and you're like oh that's really funny i want to go look that up because that was a good ad mm-hmm. and then you end up finding this eight minute long ad and you're like yeah. wait i never saw an eight minute ad i just saw this one yeah. piece of it and i think it's a great it, it's a great mode of content for where you know, there's not really great stopping points in a four-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you're buckling in for the ride, right? Unless, like, my wife falls asleep during movies. We <laughs> make our own stopping points. <laughs> but, like, you know, episodes are a way easier way to digest a larger story. Yep. You get more creative freedom. You don't yep. have to. I mean, just before this, we were, we literally were like, reading a script for an ad and we're like okay how do we cut this down into 30 seconds and we had to choose not to say things that we wanted to say to make it shorter to make it better and so i think you know it's interesting talking about shooting ads that way uh, because you know it's very much the attention span of people right like if we know like we can look in our youtube metrics and if we know hey our average youtube person's there for 20 seconds why not just make 20 second ads? Yeah. Or why can't we make a minute long ad that tells the whole story in 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then you just keep reselling them after the first 20 second, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe you have that problem, you know, problem hero solution structure or however you want that video to go. But that whole thing happens in 20 seconds and then. You know, people are either going to click on or click off. And then the 3% of people who stay, well, we're just going to keep sweep talking. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, baby. You can do this. <laughs> I think it's a good strategy. And, and because of attention spans going lower, mm. there is still a, a need for the long form. You're always going to do well with the people that watch all the way through it. But we're just seeing the average watch time on everything is just continuing to decrease yep more and more yeah what's your hot take what what do you see happening in the 2023 marketing world in solar honestly i'm i'm a little shocked more solar companies haven't gotten to some form of like good organic there's not much organic going at all in solar like it's very interesting right like the world i came from prior to solar was heating and air conditioning. And these people have figured out how to integrate their way into their mm-hmm. clients' lives, like TV ads, commercials, blog postcards posts. in the mail, blog posts, all of that. And I still do not see 
that much in solar. I, I, I have a suspicion some of it is related to solar is new enough and young enough. You know, you don't have to invest that much into your brand to get a transaction across the finish line. Cause you know, like a heating and air company, like I remember right before I got into solar, I was interviewing with the biggest residential heating and air company in the area. And like, it was this big choice for me. Like I knew this was going to be a really cushy six figure career selling heating and air, but solar seemed really interesting. But like the thing they were selling to me was like, Hey, you know, you are never going to work a cold lead again. Our average system is sold to somebody who's been a client of ours for nine and a half years. <laughs> Makes it a little easier. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap. Like, you know, they are trusting. They they know who you are. They're servicing the house twice a year, all that. And so it's more of this kind of like, it's a single transaction. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to some clients who've gotten better at you know, creating further touch points down the road, maybe making up so like, hey, we're going to come check on your system every six months, swing by just to make everything mm-hmm. okay. But I think the problem with solar is the fruit has all been so low hanging mm-hmm. that there are very few have took the time to build like a real... You have it. You haven't needed to. Yeah. So like, if you don't need to, why not do it? But as more and more people get into the solar industry, then the mm. decision of which company you want to deal with or work with is harder. Yeah. It, it's not just one guy now. You know, now there's multiple companies and areas fighting over territory. And so mm. it, how do you choose between one or the other? Like some people are going to choose based on price. Well, usually those aren't the clients you want to deal with. So you want the clients that are going to already buy into and trust you with whatever you say. Yep. That's built by a brand. And it's very interesting, right? Like, I mean, I can't remember. It has been a lot of years since I chose dinner based on price. Like, I think back to when my wife and I are newly married. Now, that doesn't mean like... I'm only picking the most expensive thing, or I'm not going to get a party we, pack at Taco we Bell. We only eat Morton's in yes. the Atkins household. Yes. Bacon steaks, appetizers <laughs> only from Morton's. Um, this podcast sponsored by Morton's. <laughs> I, I do very often look at reviews of restaurants. Like, or if I'm going to eat somewhere, like, I want to make sure other people had a good experience. Yeah. Like, testimonials, man. Like we had, I mean, like real, real talk. We had, uh, you and I are going to dinner tonight and I almost booked a reservation at this place cause it was close. And then I went like, Oh, like 3.6 stars. Like I don't want to eat a 3.6 star. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. Other than maybe, maybe sometimes Chinese food. Like I feel like you're stuck. Like, I don't think there's many more stars you can get in Chinese food. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Like if you're above four, you're doing fairly well. You're but like, probably buying those, and I don't trust you now. Yes, that's how it is. A 2.5 of Chinese food, like that's where it's at. You're down to earth. Yeah. There's one really good thing on the menu. Yeah. It's not what everybody else ordered, <laughs> but you'll find it. Um and so this idea of like, hey, I'm going to see what everybody else experiences before I went to this restaurant. Um, 
because there are multiple places where I can eat dinner mm-hmm. in town. You know, like if you're in school in the school cafeteria, you know, you don't really have choices. You're mm-hmm. just going to take what the lunch lady puts on your plate, which, um, quick funny story I, I was homeschooled so i never encountered cafeteria ladies and i remember working my first job at a grocery store and these ladies would come in and in uh, greensboro north carolina they were called something like nutritional oh man what was nutritionist oh just a nutritionist nutritionist was the title on their badges and they would like our grocery store was right next to the school. And so these like larger ladies who are nutritionists, who are nutritionists would come in. And I just was like, I am so confused. (laughs) Like, I don't think I want any nutrition advice from you. And I remember just asking one lady what you do. And she's like, Oh yeah, I work at the cafeteria at the school. And I was like, Oh, Mm, that tracks that makes sense but like at the school like you don't have choices like maybe you get meatloaf or lasagna or like something like that but like you're not going to go around and ask all the other kids like what's what's the good thing here? what's the good thing here but like in today i can pick up my phone and i can pull up the best whatever and five actually two weeks ago i door dashed i was looking to see what was around me Saw there was a Chipotle. Saw there were two Chipotles. You looked at which one had the better reviews? Well, no. The first one I looked at had like 3.2 stars or something. And I was like, that's weird. And the other Chipotle was like 4.3. So I door dashed from that Chipotle. Mm. And it didn't take me long. Like I wasn't being a psycho. That was like 20 seconds of a Google search on my Mm -hmm. phone. But like it did cause me to do that. So I think as we're entering... 2023 the consumers have more and more power more and more information mm-hmm. which is why it's important for you know your google reviews to be on point your website yeah. are you doing you, you now have to be a real business i think this year yes it, it's coming there's more for you to choose from and so you have to try mm-hmm. you need to put decals on your vehicles when you're driving yep. you know you've got to have branded polos you can't just be walking around in anything yep all the little things that all these other companies have been doing in for hundreds of years solar probably needs to start doing that educating your clients mm. like i i can't find information on solar in blog posts anywhere right i haven't seen it well one it's going to help you on the internet but two it's going to educate your clients so when they have the problem that you have now answered for them and they've read your other three blog posts on the other three problems that they didn't know they had, there's not even a question of who they're going to hire for installing their solar panels. They're just coming to you because you're their person. Yeah, it's super easy. I mean, just go through some questions, make a video of yourself answering the answers to those questions, send them off to like rev.com or something, get those auto text, transcribe. auto transcribe everything to you. And then you just clean it up, put it on the site. The The cool thing about doing stuff like this, it feels very like aggravating as a business owner, but you're also creating, you know, trainings for your reps to answer things a certain way. You're creating things that you can use over and over again. And I will spend a lot of time to create something that will be used forever Mm -hmm. 
and I'll spend very little time on things that I can only do once and never do again. So always a great investment when you can create stuff that just keeps on giving (laughs) the gift that keeps on giving. Is that what we're saying? I mean, there's going to be so many other things that happen in the world of marketing for solar, but those are two things that we kind of see that we're seeing the tides kind of shift in quality and length of, of video content and the branding and trying of yes. solar companies because it's just been too easy. Yeah. Um, so after me, I will be a real business this year. <laughs> oh man. Um, but you know, go, if you're not already joined in our, our Facebook page, it's the grow your solar business, Facebook page. Um, it's a Facebook group. Go in there, make sure you, request to join it and let us know what you think solar marketing is going to be in 2023. Cause we want to hear what, what other people are thinking and seeing so we can, you know, have the knowledge to help our clients and, and, you know, continue evolving businesses. Yeah, I agree, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. Uh, more to come subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, um, give it as many stars as we deserve as you have fingers and also a thumb (laughs) great call (laughs) we're gonna have so many four star reviews oh man (laughs) um which would be suspicious if we were a chinese restaurant so i'm gonna need the podcast today thanks for listening we'll see you next time